0: Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and adjust a few taps. You can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next. Because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects. And say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
1: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, our last episode of 2011, our second annual stand up special, now entitled Stand Up Cluster. Um, I just love the descriptive, kind of generic nature of Stand Up Cluster. Although someone online recommended we call it. Uh, <laughs> Cluster Yucks, which is ridiculous and hilarious. But I don't know. I went with Stand Up Cluster. But if there's, an, I mean, listen, if there's an outcry and you guys really want it to be called Cluster Yucks from now on, I am not immovable. We could make that happen for next year. So uh, I want to have a huge thanks to Jonah Ray and uh, Kumail Nanjani, who let me hijack their uh, usual Wednesday night stand-up show at Nerd Melt, at Meltdown. And it was so much fucking fun. If you if, if you're able to come out to the one we do next year, then I highly recommend it. There were a couple hundred people there, uh, all the comics killed, the crowd had a great time, um, and uh, it was it was a blast. I mean, listen, the, here's some unnecessary background information alert. Uh, in the 80s, during the comedy boom, there were there was a stand-up special on every channel, and it and it really helped. Kind of form me as a comic and kind of see what stuff I liked. And it was really important to my comedy development. So if you're a young comedian, uh, maybe this will be good for you because there's just not a lot of stand-up on television anymore. And if you're not a young comedian, then maybe you'll just like it because these people are funny and you should know who they are. Uh, and by the way, I will, if you go to Nerdist.com and go to the post that contains this podcast, I will have detailed information on how to link each one of these comedians on this special. There's nine total so that you can follow and fan-per- fan-person them. So when you uh, when you do, just uh, tell, them you, tell them you enjoyed their set. On the tweets or wherever, however you like to socially network, uh, but here it is. And again, thanks so much for sticking with us uh, for 2011. A lot of really exciting things coming up in 2012. So, hugs to you, and uh, please enjoy this—the last of the Nerdist podcast for 2011. The stand-up cluster. #ClusterYucks.
3: Now entering
0: Nerdist.com.
4: Hey! 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 hey. awesome. Wednesday meltdown!
2: flap Wednesday meltdown. That is... That sounds sporting.
4: Uh, <laughs> I uh, should say, well, this is Chris Hardwick. I'm Kamel Nanjian. Because people... I, I didn't even say my name completely. <laughs> It's very hard so to I pronounce. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it's fucking... very hard to pronounce.
2: You probably have trouble with it. It's yeah.
4: Nangiani. Uh, how? How? Nangiani? Like, is it Italian?
2: Yeah, it's it- Nangiani. Yeah, it's 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 Italian-ish. Yeah. Nobody's name. Nangiani. Hey, Tomello, you make a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> huh? make
4: it's it the a spicy. <laughs> it's a
5: the spicy.
4: Um, Why does it hate America? <laughs> <laughs>
6: It uh, tasted like uh, xenophobia. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: this is normally uh, uh, Jonah and Kumail's Wednesday night show and they were kind enough to sort of let me butt into it. Yeah,
4: we uh, we were so excited when you asked and uh, Jonah couldn't
2: be here because he is sick. He is really like, violently ill and he left work today and I talked to him on the phone and he answered the phone. I could hear the drool coming out of his mouth when he answered. He was like, oh, uh, hello? Oh. And I was like, Jonah, and th- I didn't even say hi. I was just like, don't come to the show. Uh, he was like slurping sick when you have to slurp. Yeah, and I tried to make it sound like it was more that I was concerned about him and less that he was just going to get everyone sick if he came here. Dude, when I heard that, I was like, I don't want to use the microphone he uses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jonah's, Jonah's not here tonight. He's, uh, he's sick. But Jonah was on last year's show. You were on last year's show and fucking yeah. destroyed.
4: Oh, thank you. It was you so much show. fun. It was such a fun show. You know, I I still listen to it every now and then. I do. I skip my part. Uh, I do. Come but on. No, I only listen to my part. Oh, it's that Kumail Nanjiani. I guy. can't say his name, oh but God. he's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I uh, I just I just flew back like th- four hours ago from London. That's crazy. I slept the first six hours of the flight. That's awesome. It was really it was really good. Um, but it's. It's you. You guys. You and Emily just went to Europe. Not was it earlier this year? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. We went earlier this year. We went earlier this year, and we did.
2: Yeah, it's so nice. Like London is like getting even just the way that the airport is organized very well, and customs was very easy. And they're like, America and London are like the goofus and gallant of what you should. Because <laughs> you get to America and they just shit you out into one place. Oh, yeah. And it's a fucking mess. And they're they're these guys were literally just hurling bags off the carousel onto the ground.
4: And when you come back into the country, you have to, if you've never left, you... Basically, you do get into one long line, and you just have to... Wait. Did you have to do that when you came back? Yeah. Just like a long three-hour yep. line? Well, there was America line. I stood in America line. Now I can stand in it, but I still get the shitty looks. <laughs> it's still like, I don't think this one can read. I think that's yours. <laughs> hey, son, 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 you over there. Yeah. I don't know oh. why there's a redneck at the LAX. <laughs> There's rednecks everywhere. When people see me, they turn into rednecks sometimes. They'll be like, can I have some decaf? That fucking guy over there. Where are you from? Portland? (laughs) I have my... That's my special power. (laughs) Turn people into rednecks. (laughs) Uh, But you went... You did some awesome stuff over there. You were doing... I did. Well, it's just all so great. I
2: mean, like, first of all, the tube, the underground is... It really makes you realize how shitty transportation, like the public, there is really no public transportation, there is public transportation in LA, but it's bad. And already I was back in my car after like two days ago, like, oh, I'm on the Piccadilly line, to Knightsbridge, and i in fuck- 10 minutes back in LA and I'm shouting at people in traffic like, just drive, there's traffic because you won't drive your car. <laughs> And Isn't then I it? then I start doing these horrible like di- like dissections of people knowing nothing about them I'm like this is
4: why you're not farther along in life this is why yeah. like, you've probably never even been to London
7: <laughs>
4: Knightsbridge does that sound familiar no i thought so
2: oh. i went to the i went to the fucking Harry Potter store at Harrods
4: what There's There's a Harry a, Potter store they've
2: ter- they turned like a chunk of Harrods into a Harry Potter store and i bought uh I bought a I bought a couple of ties. I bought a <laughs> I bought a Gryffindor tie and a Ravenclaw tie. And they have a whole like wand shop there. It's cool.
4: So you can go just like Harry and pick your wand and yes. he's like it's got the hair of uh, a
6: dildo in it. That I don't hair. know if
4: that's. Maybe I read the wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: must be a douchebag. Your wand has the pubic hair of Courtney Love inside. <laughs> The same one that killed
4: Kurt Cobain. (laughs) (laughs) You know what was weird at Harris? It's like super fancy, and they, that's not the weird part, but they had these watches that were there. They were like 300,000 pounds. Whoa. Yeah, so I was just taking a picture of these watches. Just to like tell people like this, uh, just just wanted a picture of the watch, you know. And I got this guy came over and he sort of grabbed me from behind and he walked me out of that store. Then I went back in and it was like super fancy everything. But apparently in London, Krispy creams is considered like very super fancy. So in Harrods, did you see? No. There's a fucking Krispy Kreme, <laughs> like the most like to me white trash <laughs> food shop I can think of. It's and these like high society women are standing in line <laughs> with their fur coats.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's so amazing. And that's what I was like, I think we're still better than you. So, like we're dukes not- and
2: duchesses just <laughs> taking bits of crispy Well, uh-huh. everything there, like Mexican food is a delicacy there. Is that right? Yeah, they have like they, they have like fancy Mexican restaurants there and it's it's super super fancy.
4: Their Mexican food is Indian food. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like late-night food that douchebags go when they're drunk. Oh, right, right, right. It's Indian food. Oh, I didn't... So there's Indian food. Like, can I get some tandoori biryani? <laughs> but in an adorable <laughs> British accent. <laughs> that was British? Uh, no. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> ah, nah, I didn't go to Britain <laughs> also. I went to the land
2: of goats. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, uh, it was... It was, But Harrods, if you've don't, if you never... Harrods is really like... The fucking
4: super high endiest Walmart you've ever been to. They have, they sell everything. It's
2: crazy, but it's super
4: expensive. There are these. I know stories of these, like, cause nobody can park right outside. They, they tow it right away. So there's these like shakes, sheiks, you know, the uh, Middle Eastern sheiks who go in like their super expensive cars, park the car there, get out just so they're like, you know what? Just fucking tow it. I'll get another car, <laughs> but I have to park it right outside. Right. It's crazy. That's, that's the living the chic life. Yeah. You can do that.
2: <laughs> then they have this, uh, there is a weird statue. Not weird. I mean, I... I,
4: I just thought of a website. Geek chic. But... <laughs> S-H. <laughs> just like... Yeah, it's just, uh, you have to read Harry Potter. They just hit the H's way harder. <laughs> <laughs> I can be racist. They're my people.
2: You can't... You can't you can't geek out with those people. You're like, oh look, I've got the new iPhone 4s. I just bought Google. <laughs> ah shit. <laughs> uh, that was I didn't mean to do that accent. <laughs> no, no, no. I am do so it. If, e- if ever I wish I could take something back.
4: <laughs> um, Will said that was just me talking.
2: Yeah. That was a good. <laughs> that's a good impersonation, Kumail. Yeah. There's a there's a large gold statue at the bottom one of the escalators, and I couldn't figure out what it was for the longest time. But it said, it was a guy. And then a lady, and she had a bird coming out of her hand, and his shirt was open, and their hair was kind of flowing, and it said, innocent victims. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> and then I realized that Dodi Al-Fayed's father owns Harrods, and it's Dodi and Diana. But it's so weird, because it's like, shirt's open, and she's... Is it, like, right before the... Like why this show? Uh, you have to answer a riddle before they let you into the store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's just this tall statue right see. at the base of the escalator. That's crazy. Yeah, uh,
4: and then the Harry Potter and the, and the uh, uh, Doctor Who experience. Yeah, I went to that. That was amazing. Uh, Emily and I actually, because they give you time to get there, and we were running late because we had to take a transfer in Knightsbridge, and. Uh, <laughs> So we were running, we were running, and then this huge security guard saw us and yelled out. He's like, "It's fine, you can go in whenever." <laughs> Just like with this look of disdain, like I've seen so many nerds today <laughs> trying to run. <laughs> we'll fucking wait for you. I took
2: I, I. You have to, yeah. You have to transfer to a to a very limited line to get yeah. to the doctor experience. And it wasn't running that day, for but it was supposed to be running. But apparently, the tube—they just stop. They'll just stop lines for no reason, and people (laughs) are supposed to know that. Like, and I was like, "Oh, I thought you know, I was gonna catch this other line off the District Line. Is it running today? No, of course not. (laughs) But he's standing next to a sign that says that it's running
4: until 11:30. (laughs) So I I
2: I got into West Kensington and walked uh, like like two blocks. And they gave me, just because of my association with the BBC, they gave me a private tour of the Doctor Who experience, which sounds like it would be awesome, but it's really awkward because you go through a series of rooms, and and as you remember seeing, there's a whole adventure that you help Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor solve. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hello, the lot of you! And it's just me standing in this (laughs) big space, and then this attendant off to the side. It's like, all right, step through
4: into the (laughs) TARDIS. I remember this one part where you could take the steering wheel and he's like, let the kids go first. Yes. That must have been really humiliating. Well, it was weird
2: because there were all these different types of controls that was marked, like, the <laughs> magnetic, and then this one, and then the drive. And then he would go, oh, oh, quick, hit the magnetic one. And yeah. she'd be like, go on. And then I'd have to, like... <laughs> Walk over and awkwardly like yeah f- jiggle it, like I, I don't know am I driving yeah. it now? Like it doesn't. It's just lighting up. It's not hooked up to anything. It's not hooked up to. It a says thing. Fisher Price on it. Um, so that was really amazing. But I, we just we need to start the show. But you told me something that was so mind blowing that I just want you to talk
4: oh, about it for a second. Yeah. Um, uh, you... Yesterday I rear-ended a cop. Uh... <laughs> his car, right? His car. His car. Not a cop. He's <laughs> like fuck you, pig, and I just hit it. <laughs> no, I was running late for a show, and it was—he was an undercover cop, and I think he was on a stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. So I, I was running late to this show, so I had to get cash from like a Rite Aid, uh, w- w- and I and I drove, and I, j- I he was right there. I just fucking hit it, and he yelled at me. He was like, "Go park right over there." And there was no damage, I got out, and this guy started yelling at me. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, so I'm like, hey, calm down, let's be humans. Dude, I said dude, like with a real like, dude. Uh, And he was like, I'm a cop, dude. And then he showed me his badge, and then I was like, I am so sorry. (laughs) You are right. Uh, He was like, have you been drinking? I was like, no, and then he took my, uh, drive- he was very rude the whole time he took my driver's license. There was a weird moment where he's writing down everything, where it says ethnicity. He just kind of looked up at me. <laughs> and I, for a second, I wanted to be like, write down human being.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but instead, I was like, oh, Pakistani, you could write Asian, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Pacific Islander Italian, flying. Italian,
6: Nanjiani, Nanjiani.
4: Too Italian. <laughs> Italian. Mi dispiace, signori, mi dispiace. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for pizza. <laughs> I was standing there with a fake mustache. <laughs> but what was weird was while he's yelling at me, I saw definitely other cops walk by, but they were also undercover. Because there was this like Hispanic guy walked by who was wearing like a huge jersey and a do rag, and he was walking by and he kind of like looked at my guy. And my guy just like nodded at him and he kept walking. And then it, this, these are the most conspicuous fucking a huge white guy with like a tiny bike was walking by
2: <laughs> looking at us. Was that, uh, was that right in front of the flower delivery
4: truck? <laughs> yeah. There's like a black Santa Claus just in the corner. <laughs> a guy trimming no hedges. That'd be so funny if you were just like to fucking me, like, hey, you guys on a stakeout? What yeah. are you guys staking out? <laughs> They're drug dealers. Yeah, like an old-timey postman. <laughs> There's, like a kid with a mustache and balloons. I was like, you guys should fix your shit. This is terrible. You guys all have cop mustaches. <laughs> well, I think you want to. Can we start the show?
7: Yeah, let's start the show. Start the
2: show. Please have a hand for Kamail Nanjani. Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Kamal and Jonah's show is every Wednesday night. I'm sure a lot of you guys know that, but you should come every week. And uh, anyway.
4: the podcast, The Indoor Kids on the Nerdist Network, Video Games. I host it with Emily Kumail Gordon. Emily. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, you're doing an amazing job on that, by the way. Thank you. It's really fun to do. So. Another, uh, another gentleman uh, who has a podcast on the Nerdist Network is your first comic, and uh, he's amazingly hilarious, and I was super fortunate. All, all these people tonight... I, I hand-picked. I said, I want him and him and him. And a couple of hers, but those hers weren't available. So, uh-huh. more hymns. Uh, but, uh, but it's going to be a really fun show tonight. So please put your hands together in a repeated clapping motion for Mr. Pete Holmes from You Made It Weird.
5: Thank you. What? No. That's starting to feel condescending. That was genuine. It started to gather into unison, especially this front part was just like, are you cheering me on to do something? Is there a foe that needs vanquishing? I'm not going to do it. That's a little riff up top. That's a little uh, foe vanquishing riff up top. (laughs) Mama said, Debbie does. Um... You guys ever just not been in a good mood and you just sing uh, the opening part of Mama Said? Is that ever how, just, Mama Said? No matter how high you start, you can go real low, Mama Said Debutas, it It doesn't matter. That song literally has every note in it. If you're in a bad mood, just sing, Mama Said Debutas, you can't, you can't not smile at the end of that. Also, uh, singing A Whole New World, but uh, replacing certain words with butt. Like, I can show you my butt. That'll help you. That will help you. You don't believe me, but you need to do it. I'm not going to do it. You do it to yourself in the shower, walking somebody. Somebody's like, not what I expected. Fuck this. Fuck this. I can show you my butt as I leave. Oh, no. Riffing and comedy is happening. (laughs) Anybody else obsessed with my inability? What am I, a prospector? (laughs) I need to oil up my instrument. Uh, We're having a lot of fun. I'm a little freaked out because before the show, I got a text from a name that I don't have in my phone. Has that ever happened? It's just just the number. Isn't that just a terrifying feeling? Just like, I'm here. here. Ah. Ah. Mm, Someone is here! Get ready. No! So, I don't know who's here, but welcome to the show. <laughs> I was uh, just in Boston for the holiday and my, uh, my mother uh, referred to Salon Dion as uh, <laughs> fuck, I did it. <laughs> Celine Dion as, cel- I did it, I'm her son. <laughs> I am the same kind of stupid <laughs> as a blend of my parents. This is the point, my mother, who's 70, referred to Celine Dion as Salon Dijon. (laughs) Listen to what I'm telling you. I want to be clear, it wasn't wasn't like this, it wasn't like, Peter, who is that woman, uh, Salon Dijon? Who's that singer, is that it? It wasn't that, it was Peter, your father got me tickets to my favorite recording artist, (laughs) uh, Salon (laughs) Dijon. Just a mustard-rinse singing woman. Her favorite. She's 70, just that age where even the things you give a shit about, you don't give a shit about. She's like, oh, I hope she does her number one hit. My favorite song from the movie Big Boat Iceberg. Here, there, under the stairs. I just love that song. Flying monkeys and different arrangements. She doesn't give a shit. My dad also referred to the movie uh, Falling Down. Remember that movie, Falling Down? He referred to it as uh, One Bad Day. (laughs) Also, not made up. He was like, Peter, what was that? What was that movie, Peter? One Bad Day. And it's perfect because you know that's probably what they called it in Japan. (laughs) I was recently at a pool, and there was a child there with a very deep voice. Have you ever been in the presence of like a seven year old, six or seven year old with an incredibly deep voice? There's no adjusting to it. (laughs) I was sitting at this pool and he was behind me too, so all day I just heard like, Mommy! (laughs) Mommy, Mom, Mommy, Mom. What is wind? (laughs) What is wind? (laughs) Air moves. Sometimes air moves. When I dream, where do I go? I dreamt I was in London, was I? I was in my bed, watch me dive, watch me dive. You can email me things to say in the voice and I'll I'll do it next time. I'll do it the next time. I, I, re, I, my fir, I was just icing my foot before the show. I don't know if you ever saw me when I was wearing a boot. I was wearing a corrective boot for about three months. Has anyone here ever had to wear... You saw, you saw me at that time? He can verify that this is true? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had to strap on a Velcro uh, corrective boot every day and walk around. It's just like... It's a, it's a humility-inducing thing. You're ra- like, I need this to be. <laughs> and you walk around. It's terrifying. And I wish I had a good story as to why... I needed the boot. I wish I could tell you that I saw some orphans being bricked into a kiln, and they were like... And I, and I was passing by with healthy feet, and they were like, you, sir, you may free these children, but with kicks from only your left leg. And I did it, and I freed them, and then I had to wear a boot. That would have been a better story. What, that's not what happened. What did happen is I'm 32, and I stepped on some uneven pavement. Yeah. The story is over. <laughs> that is the end of the tale. I stepped on something that was like that. And, oh, boot, month, boot, month. Something you walk on every day got the best of me. That's how close you are to a boot for a month. Just know that. Uh, one step on a crosswalk, bah, paved ceiling. Horrible. You should all be wearing boots right now. <laughs> the fact that you're not wearing a boot is a miracle. Look, our bodies are ridiculous. Look at our necks. You ever think about your neck? You know what's in your neck? Fucking everything. <laughs> your life source is here, in your neck. And th- what's protecting it, a rib cage, anything? No, just a thin layer of skin. <laughs> just a thin paper thin layer, daring you, daring the universe to end your life. <laughs> just anything. One wayward arrow, you're done! <laughs> this is a rich guy with a new hobby, huzzah! You're finished! <laughs> Nothing to stop it. I guess this should have happened earlier, and then you just bleed out in full realization that that's right, that's what should happen. What about our eyes? How precious is our vision? Look at that, what is protecting these glorious orbs of sight? Just a paper-thin flap that's open most of the time at branch level, that's what we have going on there. You see something coming, you're like, activate! We should all be blind. The fact that you can see me right now is a miracle. Breast milk is weird. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like a crazy person. It's weird, breast milk. When's the last time you thought about breast milk? Probably when you were drinking breast milk. (laughs) Then we just shut it out the rest of our lives. Listen to what I'm telling you. Every woman in this room can make milk. I know you're pulling away. It's a weird topic. I'm not a crazy person on the corner. He's like, you can make milk with those. It's true. Look it up in a book. Everybody, you can get pregnant, and something inside you, they go, turn it on, and they flip a switch, and you make milk. That shit we buy in the back of the grocery store, you make it. One day, you'll be pregnant, you'll eat at Del Taco, and your body will convert the nutrients in Del Taco and make milk. And then something comes out of your pussy and you feed it with that and it lives. And then one day it stops, you're like, shut it down. They're sexy again, that's fucking crazy. And what's even weirder, I drank it. Most of you probably drank it, you fucking weirdos. You drank from your mother and you were never so happy. You loved it. Don't pull away from me. You fucking loved it. No, no, no. The sucking on your mother every night when you fall asleep—it's only because you can recreate the feeling of peace when you were sucking on your mom. Every time when you fall asleep, you get back there and you go ah, and you're asleep. That's how you do it. It's horrible. We should all be so much more fucked up than we are. Listen, that's an excuse to do anything. You should be like, sorry, I can't get hard unless I put my balls in your ear. What? You fucking weirdo. My mom fed me from her body. Actually, okay, sorry, put him in. Put him in there, you Q-tip ball man. Do it. Shove him in there. Uh, Cops could come into an empty warehouse and you're killing a fish, like a fucking clown with a fish. That's difficult to do. Just wailing on a clown with a fish. And they're like, stop it, you maniac. And you should just be like, hey, sorry. I went to second base with my mother. And they'd just be like, sorry, it's fine. Go ahead. Thanks for not all killing all of us with fish. I appreciate that. It's a weird topic. Milk is weird. I had a roommate that drank a lot of milk. I'm not talking about, yeah, I think that should be in the Craig's, Craigslist listing. Non-smoker, non-heavy milk drinker. Listen to me, I'm not talking about like a little cup of milk with a cookie. I'm an American, I'll do that. That's a, it's a classic combo, flag behind me, Norman Rockwell painting me as I do as I do so. That's classic. Talking about a motherfucker who comes home on a hot day just like, oh God, oh, will quench my, f- this viscous fluid, this viscous fluid from a mammal. Bubbling and popping. I lived with a milk monster just like, oh, no! this cheese aroma demon. It's yogurt-scented Nazi. Stop it. You're a milk monster. In moderation, please. We drank that shit when we were kids because we didn't know what it was. They put it in cardboard. We're like, yay, it's a cloud. Put chocolate in it. Huzzah, we'll never die. Now we're grown. That came from a tea. Fucking take it easy. I can't tell you what it's like living with a man who eats cereal, and when he's done in his room, just like, oh, not enough, pint glass milk chaser. <laughs> Fucking stop it. My roommate was a very generic person. He was bald, he looked like the men's room symbol. <laughs> Picture a man. You got it. And it was very breathy. I would come home and go... <laughs> That's how he'd say hello to me. I'd be like, hi, Chris. He'd go, (sighs) breathy, like he's about to play a didgeridoo that he doesn't have. He's like, he didn't have it. He was expelling that much air. And one day I came home and he was like, Pete, I'm sorry, so sorry, I spilled. I spilled milk. (laughs) You could have just said I spilled. I know what you spilled. You were drinking milk. and On my cloth couch, he spilled a pint glass of milk. And he's like, I didn't know what to do, so I wiped it, and then I sprayed it with orange Febreze. <laughs> I'm like, First of all, you didn't wipe it, you wiped where it was. Do you under- You're not wiping the milk. That's like Slimer's entry hole. That's not Slimer, that's where he went through on the wall. The cow DNA is in there, and you spray it with orange Febreze. Great, it's a creamsicle now. You might as well have sprayed it with a flamethrower, because the couch is ruined. I can't sit on it now without thinking about a cow just clopping in and hoisting one hoof up, just milking itself <laughs> straight into the cushions with unbreaking eye contact. Just like a college freshman playing an acoustic guitar singing, Hey there, Delilah, just looking <laughs> looking through you, just like Ngrrr. my roommate being like, Yeah, put a cup under that. I'll drink that. I would drink that. Thank you very, very much, everybody. You're
7: very gracious.
2: sir stand up for a second stand up for a second you're the man face the audience we have a match we have a match really bad for the podcast audience your shirt matches my phone sit back down this was a dead moment I'm sorry uh, <laughs> nice to meet you though um, what's your name? Darits? Da- Darits? Darits like Garrett a I'm so sorry I'm fucking every person that you encounter in your life like every person is like Gareth? <laughs> Darits. Darits God damn it <laughs> Your next performer! <laughs>
7: um,
2: this next guy I met, I think maybe in 2004, Mike Furman and I were down in Austin playing Cap City uh, to a bunch of uh, people who were, I wouldn't call them nonplussed, I'd say they were very plussed by our material of songs about dinosaurs, but he was really hilarious uh, when he performed with us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Jim Hamilton! <laughs> Sam-
8: you. It's a very nice reception, and you didn't even see my sweater yet. <laughs> very good start. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm, uh, I'm spending Christmas with some Jews. <laughs> so I, pr- I practiced today by having Chinese food for dinner. <laughs> My uh my fortune cookie read you will die alone. <laughs> yeah, in bed. <laughs> I haven't had sex in so long my hymen grew back. <laughs> it does not matter how many neckties that I pretend to look at. Everybody in Nordstrom's knows I'm there only to take a shit. (laughs) Did you know, did you know you can weigh your poops by standing on the scale before and after you go to the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other way is kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sliding into first, and you're feeling something burst, it's diarrhea. <laughs> that is diarrhea. Uh, if you slide into first, you. Deserve diarrhea.
7: <laughs>
8: I had a girlfriend once. Play along. Her name was, uh... You know, I don't think I ever caught her name. Yeah, <laughs> what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Although, in Shakespeare times, I bet they didn't have a rose named Fart. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, man, she had, she had the most beautiful eyes. They say the eyes are the windows to the soul. I really liked her eyes. I also select their bedroom windows because they're the windows to the bedroom. <clears throat> I cut myself while shaving because who has time to do both? I like uh, I like music a lot. I just heard that song, Tiny Dancer. Man, that's a good song. But apparently nobody had the heart to tell Elton John that other bands don't have a seamstress. <laughs> I also like that song, Eleanor Rigby. It's by the Beatles. That song's great. If you don't know it, well, he, I, don't, I have no excuse for you. Uh, the song, it's about this woman who was so intolerable in life that nobody attended her funeral. The interesting thing, though, is that the name Eleanor Rigby is actually an anagram for Ringo Larrabee, which is Ringo Starr's given name. Yeah. And while none of that's true, <laughs> It really makes you think. (laughs) This has been fun. Yeah. I have a day job that I have to go to. It sucks. I work with idiots. Like, they'll say stuff like, In a perfect world we would have reached our quarterly projections by the 13th. False. Uh, in a perfect world, I wouldn't even know you. <laughs> I don't make... much money doing comedy. Like the, if you want to know how much money I make doing comedy, Take how much money Mike Tyson makes doing comedy and then subtract that same amount. (laughs) Not going well. I'm wondering if I'm wasting my time doing this. My grandfather used to tell me this story. It's about an old man who was lost in the wilderness He couldn't find anything to eat for weeks and weeks. And then one day, he happened upon a duck. He tried to pick up the duck, but the duck waddled off and he couldn't catch it. He kept chasing the duck and he couldn't catch it. And he followed the duck through vegetable gardens. And he followed the duck past fishing holes. And he followed the duck past other ducks. And he couldn't catch the duck. And then one day, The old man collapsed and died of starvation. It's a metaphor. I'm the old man. The duck is comedy superstardom. And the other opportunities, well, those are other opportunities. The moral of the story is don't be so focused on one thing that you miss out. Uh, Incidentally, that story is where we get the phrase, Don't go chasing waterfowls. (laughs) Thank you for... uh, Thank you for applauding. Uh, I put a lot of TLC into my jokes. (laughs) Spoiler alert! The bell tolls for thee. a joke about a poem. I'm very literary. Didn't used to be. In fact, I used to avoid similes like the plague. (laughs) On the subject of writing, Truman Capote once said that finishing a book is like taking a child into the backyard and shooting it. I have never been more motivated to finish my book. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Jim Hamilton! (laughs) Very funny, Merritt. Uh... Guys, uh, your next performer is someone that is uh, very special to me. Um, he, is the, he is the gleeful uh, cherubic ray of joy that is on the Nerdist podcast. Um, he used to fix your computers. Now he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, he runs the Sunday night show here, uh, Matt Myra's Day Off. Please welcome one of my dearest friends, Matt Myra!
9: Is that the worst intro I've ever heard? He used to fix computers. He doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. All right. what, what, what do you want me to You've seen him at clubs and colleges.
2: <laughs> 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 what, 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 what kind of intro you want? What do you want? Uh, let me tell you everyone. You're supposed to think of these Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Sh- I'm do. introing you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope your dicks are attached. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they're loosely attached by a thin rope of sinew, they are gonna get blasted into the fucking lower stratosphere. <laughs> this next comic was not a comic a year ago. Oh no! He did other less important pursuits, but then started with a dream, a simple germ of a dream. And he set out on that path to make his dream a reality. He is hilarious, an inspiration, an amazing dresser with a questionable taste in music. Please welcome to the stage, Matt fucking Myra! (laughs)
9: Uh, That loud thud you probably heard on the recording was Chris tripping over a microphone still attached to its stand. Wow, that was an interesting intro. I'll take it. My taste in music is questionable, I guess. If you question the Dave Matthews band, which I'm sure you all do. (laughs) That's fine. I am okay with it. Uh, yeah, what a fun week it's been for me. Today, I was at work and I went in the bathroom, and this is just literally today. A guy was shitting next to me, <laughs> but I don't know if he like ate a bunch of air, because <laughs> it sounded like a fucking pan flute band. <laughs> it was totally interesting, <laughs> and I wanted to buy a CD. <laughs> So I guess it wasn't like a pan flute band. (laughs) Fuck those, right? Uh, Yeah. Fuck the Discovery Channel, guys. I'll say it so you don't have to. I uh, was watching Cash Cab After Dark. Not one tit. I'm like, yeah, After Dark. I know how this goes. I have a deal with my television. Anything that says After Dark is gonna have a tit. Or they solve crimes after they save people at the beach. <laughs> that was nice. That doesn't work. Forget it. I just, just realized that. Uh, so my mom's been trying to get a hold of me. Hi, Mom. She listens to the podcast. My dad doesn't. We had some issues. I think we worked through them in that he doesn't listen nor really talk that much to me. It's all right. He works at SeaWorld, which is awesome. Because when I have a kid, what I'm going to do is say to my child, who probably loves dolphins, because kid loves dolphins, I'm going to go, listen, if you do that again, I am going to call Papa, and he is going to kill a dolphin. (laughs) And that will be on you, David Matthews. (laughs) I want to do that. I want to name my kid David Matthew Myra. Because it's like, I'll be like, yeah, no, I'm named after me, and I really like the name David. <laughs> but we'll all know the secret. <laughs> Just us. <laughs> <That> poor child. Like <laughs> I, Greta, my girlfriend, lovely Greta, who uh, you may have seen on, on the Nerdist special, whenever they cut away to boobs, that's her. <laughs> uh, she's like, yeah, make me a mix of the Dave Matthews band. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet, you're trying. And then <laughs> she's like, I don't really like it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um I like it. Whatever. So my uh yeah, back to my dad who lived their parents live in Florida. I tried to move to Florida with them. Uh have you guys ever been to Florida not on vacation? Don't do it. <laughs> It's horrible. I moved there for six days. That was literally all I could take. And I like the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> it was Florida, if you're not it's like very flat. And it's just it's it's the deep, deep self. Like it's self. And it's like Cracker Barrel signed a licensing deal with Disney and then came everywhere. <laughs> My parents seem to love it. Whatever, my dad can kill a dolphin. (laughs) Not sure if he could, but let's just. One time, my dad kicked me in the face. (laughs) This is a true story. (laughs) It's Christmas time. Uh, We had Christmas decorations that I got out of the box. I was like, oh, fuck, day after Thanksgiving, Christmas happens. My mom's like, why are you doing that? I don't have fucking money for Christmas. Whatever. Uh, Christmas happened. So, I'm behind a box. I'm like, my dad's coming out. I'm going to scare him from behind this box. (laughs) So, ten-year-old me, picture me, weirdly heavier. Uh, (laughs) Ten years old, I pop out from behind the box, and my dad just, boom, right in the face. (laughs) He doesn't say sorry. He says, that's what you get for scaring a trained killer. (laughs) That is 100% (laughs) true. He's a trained killer. Uh, That was fun. My face getting kicked by my dad. (laughs) He apologized afterwards. I should make that clear in case my mother listens and then tells my dad. Uh, One time in Vermont, uh, which is uh, north of of Massachusetts, but somehow south. (laughs) Think about it. They, uh... We were. I was uh, at my friend uh, Andrew, my best friend from college. We were at his his house, which is like in this beautiful, like lush green place, like a pond. And uh, I had a shotgun, which is something you can do in Vermont, no problem. Shotgun, yes. Beer, do it. Uh, but then it was late at night. We had been drinking a lot, and I thought it would be a fun thing to run around the house with an unloaded shotgun and pretend to be scaring people. Thought it would be a great idea, you guys. Apparently, you are ahead of me on this. <laughs> I No, but we were like, oh, come on, we'll run around the house and pretend that we're killing robbers or something. We're 22 years old. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing you do. Uh... <laughs> I run dow- down the stairs, I run down the stairs. My pants are kind of falling down. Run down the stairs, I trip down the basement stairs onto a pile of wood with a shotgun. <laughs> And then I think to myself, this is how those kids die. <laughs> <laughs> kids die. <laughs> uh, anyway, my dad, I'll ta- I'll, I'm going I'm to leave you on a sto- another story about my dad. I don't know if he knows this, but I will, I will tell it now. And it's okay if he does. We're, I think we're okay. We're past it. <laughs> I think. So, my dad, right? He had uh, really cool to me, again, I like the Dave Matthews band, L.L. Bean jacket. L.L. Bean, by the way, I figured that out. Whitest way to ruin your credit. I was like, yeah, field coat. What? Fleece vest? Do it. I don't ever have to pay that back. Turns out you do. That fleece vest cost me $1,300. It's interest. I don't know how it works. It's very complicated. Anyway, I was in high school. I borrowed my dad's uh, green field coat, and I would wear it to school occasionally. And uh, he kind of hated it when I would wear it. But uh, I uh, hung it up in the computer room, jumped back, at school, my friend, the one who tried to start a Mo- Monday Night Football gambling ring in Lowell Catholic High School, didn't go well. <laughs> he gave me weed at school. He was like, here you go, Matt, and he handed me weed, but he just handed it to me in my hand. not <laughs> Not in a bag, <laughs> not in those cool little medicine containers we get in California. <laughs> He just handed it to me, and I was like, cool! Pocket. <laughs> That's what I did with it. Uh, so, forget about that. Hang it up in my computer room, because in the 90s we all had computer rooms. Uh, and and forget about it. My sister's in there. My dad comes in. I only heard about this from my sister. My dad comes in, uh, puts the coat on. He goes, ah, oh, geez, this kid's wearing my coat again. Puts his hand in the pocket. <laughs> pulls out the weed... Goes, look at this. He's even got stuff growing in here. (laughs) Throws it out. My dad's a square. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Matt Myra.
2: This microphone is dangerous. Uh, Corrections to the show so far that I feel like I've uh, made errors. First of all, I kicked over the mic stand. And then earlier in a joke, this is just letters to the editor, uh, corrections, I said that the crowds in Austin were plussed. That is the opposite of what I meant. I meant to say they were not overwhelmed by us. They were whelmed by us. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) The way that I structured that before made it sound like, listen, they were not just casually uh, whatever about our sets. They thought we were fucking awesome. That was not the case. (laughs) They did not like Mike Furman and I in text to the point that during one of our songs, one guy just stood up and just, as he was walking out, just went, Boo! <laughs>
7: like,
2: Is no one going to stop this guy? They're like, well, he's leaving, but it took him ten minutes. Someone else came up to us after the show and was like, and he was so sincere. That's what made this so awesome. He was like, man, you guys going to be all right. But you know what you gotta do? You gotta write stuff that people know about, like like NASCAR and barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> you just described the two things you know, sir. Um, this next guy uh, is a fucking great comic, and I, I hadn't, I didn't know him before. I had performed in D.C. Uh, at a really cool place called the Arlington Draft House, and uh, they said, "Oh, you gotta get this guy uh, to, to open for you because he's really great." And I did, and he was awesome, and now he's here. Please welcome... Oh, and I do want to tell you this. His name is... uh, First of all, his name's Hampton Yount, and Hampton has an awesome CD that you can get. He's doing the awesome Radiohead, like, pay whatever you want, so don't be a dick and be like, here's a penny, asshole. Like, fucking really, really be cool about it. Uh, It's (laughs) hamptonyount.com is the website. He's an amazing comedian. Hampton Yount! (laughs)
6: Chris Hardwick, <laughs> being a doll. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am uh, I am Hampton. I am uh, originally from Virginia. Uh, white Power. It's a town. Terri- <laughs>
7: it's
6: a terrible place, full of terrible people. I'm glad I left, but I gotta go back. It's Christmas. I gotta go back, and uh, I always have to talk to my relatives who are hardcore conspiracy theorists, because they're all rednecks. I don't know why the conspiracy theory and redneck contingent have like ganged up together, but I, oh, every time it's like, oh, oh, you know who's really behind 9-11? I don't know, the fucking people that said they did it. That's my first <laughs> guess. People that went on record saying they did it. I don't know if you've ever gotten in a conversation with a hardcore conspiracy theorist. You can't win the conversation. They have to be right. So this is the only way i found you can win a conversation with the conspiracy theorists. You have to out-conspiracy theory them. <laughs> it's the only thing they respond to. So if you get a conversation with one of them, and they're like, oh, man, look at the photos of the moon landing. See that shit? The flag's waving. Why is it waving, man? There's no oxygen on the moon. Open your mind, man. Just gotta look them right in the eye and be like, wow, you believe in the moon? <laughs> You fucking seven, <laughs> man! I don't think Barack Obama was born in this country. Who gives a shit? He's a ghost. <laughs> just won that conversation. Uh, <laughs> I like politics in like a vague sense. Like, I just love the game of it. Like I really love whenever they have like a l- like political ads for a government position that nobody cares about. And they just come out with like these really ominously voiced ads, you know, where they, like, they'll show the person's like, picture in black and white, and then a voice will come out and be like,
7: he voted for blah, blah, blah. And
6: it's like, can we really afford blah, blah, blah? <laughs> Oh, no. He's running for milkman. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. But they still come out with these ads. Republican, Democrat, they both do it. They just try and scare you into who they want you to vote for. Just makes me think, would we have made it as far as we have as a society if we just always had scary as shit political ads? I don't think so. I don't think we would have made it this far with ads just like, Abraham Lincoln says he wants to end the Civil War but why does he spend all of his free time at the theater? <laughs> Paid for by the council of John Wilkes Booth for a better America. George Washington says he wants to be your president, but what's a president? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck is that? FDR won't stand for his country. I don't really have one for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Usually I get too soon and then I just question my role in this comedy game. <laughs> George Washington is my favorite fictional character. He's my favorite by far. He's real. I didn't mean to freak you out. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, he's so awesome. Like, the, the story they made up about George Washington with the cherry tree, you guys know that story? That's a story they made up about George Washington to make him seem like an awesome guy and just winds up making him look like a sociopath. <laughs> if you really dissect the story. George Washington's dad buys a new cherry tree and goes up to his kid and goes, don't cut down my cherry tree. And he goes into town, fuck a whore or something. He's gone for the day. <laughs> Immediately, George Washington cuts down his cherry tree, immediately, and then George Washington's dad comes back and goes, hey, did you cut down my cherry tree? And George Washington goes, father, I cannot tell a lie, I cut down your cherry tree. (laughs) The end. (laughs) And I just love that story, because they don't give you the follow-up question in that scenario, which would just be his dad going, yeah, why did you <laughs> cut down my cherry tree? And George Washington is just going, I wanted to hurt something you loved. <laughs> like he's in a fight club or something. I <laughs> just imagine George Washington's dad goes up back to his mansion, goes up to one of his butlers. He's like, I don't know what to do with that kid. He's fucking crazy. And his butler's just like, "Some Man Master, Wayne, just want to watch the world burn? <laughs> which is a Batman movie that came out six years ago. <laughs> I am a, I'm a sponsored comic. I have to mention every set. I'm sponsored by Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> I'm a whore. Taste the crunch or whatever. Um, unwrap the diarrhea. Um, <laughs> I, love, uh, I love advertising. And some my favorite ads are um, anti-marijuana ads for kids, ostensibly. Like, every time I see those ads, I'm like, yeah, were they high when they wrote that shit? (laughs) Like, the really low-rent ones you'll see where, like, a dog is talking to a girl. Be like, hey, Vanessa, don't smoke pot. It's me, your dog. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) There's one where there's a girl melted on the couch with no bones. She's like, I smoke pot. Now I don't have bones. (laughs) I got great news for you. If you're seeing dogs talk to you and no bones inside your body, that wasn't pot. (laughs) It's fucking meth or some shit. You need to go to a hospital. The worst one I've ever seen is a girl, she's getting high at a house party. She's going, I'm so high right now, I gotta go lay down. Instantly high, instantly. Like Republicans, it takes a minute to get high. No one's just like, jazz music. Where are the white women at? It takes a minute to get high and to start attacking white women. They did a study in the 70s. Everybody knows this. So she goes, I'm so high, right? I gotta go lay down. So she goes upstairs during this house party, goes lays down in a bedroom. Like a second later, some dude enters the doorway of the bedroom. Just see like this ominous silhouette of a bro. Backwards baseball cap, pop collar. Probably a Cree T-shirt. You're like, oh no! He closes the door. Screen goes dark. And then, cutting through the darkness, you hear, no, 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 which is fucking horrifying. <laughs> and then you hear an announcer's voice go, "If you smoke pot, you might not have the power to keep bad things from happening to you." I was like, shouldn't that ad just be, "Don't rape"? <laughs> 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 missing the much larger issue, dude. What just fucking happened? The pot smoking was incidental. <laughs> Nobody saw that ad and was like, oh, the pot! Oh!
7: <laughs>
6: but I just love, like, the ad had this weird attitude of like, look, people are gonna rape. They're gonna, they're gonna do that. So maybe maybe you've gotten the idea from my side. I'm really attracted to like dark and just you know, sad stuff generally, what would be per- perceived that way. I'll leave you with this. There's I read this story recently. Um, there was this kid, he's born with this disease. His body produces too many white blood cells. And because of this, his body rejects most things. Like he can only have four types of food. He can have like apples, grapes, like boiled chicken and bread. It's very sad. It's all he can have. And uh, I read the story. His body produces too many white blood cells. And I was like, give this kid AIDS. <laughs> like, I know that sounds bad, but <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but hear me out. Like, that might work, right? Like, that could, he, his body produces too many white blood cells. That could be the cure. How many times has AIDS been the villain of the story? This is the one time AIDS could be the hero of the story. <laughs> and people get really down on me when I say that. But think about it. Would you rather live a long, full life and only have four types of food, or would you rather get AIDS right now and try the new grilled stuffed burrito from Taco Bell? <laughs> I think we have our answer. Thank you very much. My name is Hansie, I'm going to give it back to your and Chris yes. Motherfucker Hartwig!
2: HamptonYount.com, pay what you want, or his CD. Uh, this next comedian, I met a uh, about 15 months ago. We did a pilot for Comedy Central um, that was like a stand-up comedy game show, and and uh, and and he worked on it, and he was fucking awesome, and I'm so glad that he is here for you tonight in Los Angeles. Please give a very I was about to say give a warm Los Angeles welcome. The Los Angeles welcome is very tepid and judgy <laughs> and, well, I'm a performer too, I could do that. Like, so don't, don't, don't give him the, the welcome that you give as a typical Los Angelino where you're, where you're judging and figuring out what you would do if you were on stage. Because uh, this, this is about other people tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Jared Logan! <laughs> All right,
10: okay, pretty good, pretty good, here I, here I am, part two of your chubby white guy block,
7: <laughs>
10: here at the Nerdist Theatre. Um, how is it going? Is it going well? Or That's good, um, that's good. Not, it, it's not it's going as well for me, um, I just broke up with my girlfriend, so. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't have the same uh, we didn't have the same like hobbies. Do you know what I mean? Like we didn't have the same interests. But I tr- I tried to compromise with her. You know what I mean? Like I remember like one time I was like, look, if you go with me to my Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction meetup group, I'll go with you to this ultrasound thing. <laughs> By the way, her thing was boring. Okay. You think you're gonna get to watch TV, but it's not like that. (laughs) At all. She, uh, I miss, I mean, I miss, I miss having intercourse with her. Do you you wanna know the hottest place that she and I ever made love? Okay. Uh, (laughs) We were in my hometown, I'm from Morgantown, West Virginia, and uh, one thing led to another, and we ended up having sex in my childhood bedroom. (laughs) But uh, we got in huge trouble because I forgot to tell her that she had to be quiet because my family does not live in that house anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We probably should've waited that the kid who lives in there now was not in there, but I said I just looked him in the eyes the entire time. And I said, this is a dream. No, it's not, I'm the devil. That's what I said. (laughs) I said, kids think the devil is real. It's like a cute thing that they have. Is anybody here Jewish? Okay, good, you can help me with this then. Okay, my ex-girlfriend, she was Jewish. She is Jewish, we're just not together anymore. But she, uh, five months into the relationship, she goes, well, my dad is Jewish, my mom's not Jewish. Now, what does that mean, Jewish guy? Daywalker? No, oh, that isn't Jewish. Okay, uh, not, not a vampire that can walk in the skin of a. Um, this is a weird audience. You're supposed to yell out play Freebird or, oh fuck, Orange County! You're supposed to yell out something like that. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, not Jewish. If you're not, if your mom's not Jewish, you're not Jewish. So I told her that. She did not like that at all. She got very angry with me. She's like, I had a bat mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you have to come out of a Jewish fallopian tube. That's rabbinical law. And then she said this, and I don't know why she said it like this, but this is really how she said it. She goes, I know nothing of Jesus. It's
7: like... (laughs)
10: Why did you say it like that? We're not in the Bible right now. What are you, a Pharisee? That's weird. It's weird that she said it like that. I thought that was weird. We went on a trip one time. We went to like this little, uh, this little town in upstate New York, a little liberal town, cute little town. Sometimes when you go to these like little liberal towns, they've got all these festivals going and like things you can do, and they put signs up. Saratoga Springs, this town, see what you think of this. They had signs up reminding you to celebrate Take a Child Outside Week. (laughs) What's going on? Why aren't the kids going outside? It sounds like the kid's tied to a radiator in the basement. Come on, Timmy, it's the one week a year we clean out your cage and put down fresh straw. You might get to see a bird. And take a child outside week, that's a mouthful. It's hard to invite someone to that, there's too many words, but you can't shorten that into an acronym because then you're like, hey, are you coming to Taco Week? Are you coming to the park for Taco Week? No, there won't be any tacos, just children. Have you ever gone to an event anticipating delicious tacos and instead received the company of children? There are a few more disappointing scenarios. <laughs> there are few. I assure you. So yeah, like I said, I'm from a small town and I moved to New York City and, you know, I, I hate... There's, there's so many outrageously rich people walking around New York City. And I don't, I don't like rich people. Okay? I don't... Because a couple reasons. One, they have more money than me, which... What the fuck? And then... <laughs> Two, like, they're no fun. They don't have any fun. Like, have you ever been in... This is how you know this. Have you ever been insulted by a rich person? Their world is so different from yours, they, they can't quite do it. This is what a rich guy said to me one time, a stranger, but I, he was a very wealthy man. This is what he said to hurt my feelings one time. He goes, uh, hey, 2008 called. They want their jacket back. That's not even that long ago. You know what Dude, that's three years. I'm still in style. Do you know what I mean? Conversely, if you get insulted by someone with no money, it's always amazing. Like, you'll be talking to some guy, like, you know, a panhandler, and be like, I'm sorry, man, I don't have any, I don't have any change. I just don't have any. You got a big head! You big head pussy dick! Oh, my God, that was amazing! Here's $5. Do my friend. I'm gonna get more people. So I grew, up with, I grew up in West Virginia, and so I, you can't tell that I have an accent because I, I've risen above all of that. But I, I grew up with people who would use the word yuns. Have you ever heard that? Yuns? If you haven't heard it, it's a contraction of you and ones. And this is how you would use it in a sentence, okay? This is how we use yuns in a sentence. Hi! Hey! Yuns want to go to the puddle we sit in? (laughs) Hey, Yuns, I finally found a stick we can use to hit that cat. (laughs) Hey, Yuns guys, I found a pile of dirt we can marry. (laughs) And I knew this kid, he lived with his grandma, and he called his grandma his mongi. And she would get us those drinks called Squeezits. Do you remember those? Yeah, but she'd call them Squeezies. So a conversation in that house would go hey, Nathaniel, tell your mongie to get us a squeezy. Young's want a squeezy. Yes, thank you, mongie. That part of the country needs help because they're dying. Our culture is dying. You guys were lovely. Have a great show. See you later.
2: Uh, your next uh, performers are a uh, sketch comedy duo, and we've been friends for a very long time, and they are the ones who, in 2000... I mean, I had, I, of course I had watched Doctor Who, as a kid. You know, we got the Tom Baker episodes on PBS, and I thought they were weird, and they scared the shit out of me in the 70s. But <laughs> then in 2005, um, this, these next people that are coming over are like, they've rebooted the series... It's Christopher Eccleston, he's really great, and I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. I remembered the rubber masks, and the... Or, are you trying to get the, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Those are the poster seats. That's why you gotta pay... I mean, these people here paid a premium price to not have a poster fall on them, so maybe it was a little worth $2 extra. You can't... You can't pay less... The reason you can't lift that poster is because it's made out of heavy metal. Fuck yeah! Oh, reference that the podcast listeners will not get. There are heavy metal magazine posters all over. Now an entire row of strapping, strapping young gentlemen has leapt into their chairs. How many nerds does it take to hang up a poster? Exactly. The answer is three, while one of them's girlfriend just hides her face. Which is what's happening. <laughs> the offending poster has been removed.
7: <laughs> it's your one word ticket to me now! too?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be too tired to cut all that out, fuck. Um, <laughs> So anyway, uh, so these people reintroduced me. Like, they are responsible for my obsession with Doctor Who, uh, and I absolutely adore them. They wrote a book. They <laughs> there was a big controversy a couple years ago about uh, Huck Finn and the N-word, and all these people wanted to take... So they, they basically <laughs> they wrote a version of Huck Finn that replaced all the references to N-word with robots. <laughs> so you can actually buy the Huck Finn Robot Edition now... <laughs> Thanks to your next performers. Please welcome to the stage Diane and Divine! <laughs>
11: Good evening. Uh, thank you so much. I'm Gabriel Diani. I'm Etta Divine. This is Etta Divine. Together we are Diani, Diani and D- and Divine. We're a comedy duo. We're also a couple. Uh, a little worried about working together at first, but it's actually been quite nice. There's, There's give and take. Mutual res- respect. Uh, what else is there? You don't have to worry about fighting, about for, fighting s- for stage times. We're both on stage at the same time.
3: So, uh, right. You okay?
11: Yeah. Uh, this Does first sketch. You
3: keep interrupting me. <laughs>
11: I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was... It's a really
3: misogynistic, patriarchal thing to do, right?
11: <laughs> okay, well, do you want to introduce the first sketch? No. Okay, this first sketch...
3: I don't think it needs an introduction, you really? should Not Just it's go just into it, don't tell them it's sketch, a wedding we reception, just, just say
11: seven and seven, please. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Beautiful ceremony.
3: Yes, I love weddings. Me
11: too, me too. Uh, so, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a witch. No kidding. <laughs> White or black magic? Wait, don't tell me. Black.
3: How'd you guess?
11: I'm good with evil. You able to support yourself with it? I'm
3: still working on it.
11: Well, how do you make ends meet?
3: Massage therapy.
11: Oh, that's cool. You work out of an office? or My home. A regular or gingerbread?
3: Gingerbread. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, it is.
11: Upkeep must be a pain in a place like Don't that.
3: Don't even get me started. I mean, the whole is perishable.
11: Uh, well, it, still, you're a homeowner. That's saying something in today's market.
3: Yeah.
11: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have a lovely eye.
3: <laughs> Thank you. My sisters let me use it tonight.
11: Oh, <laughs> you share one between you. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> Families need to stick together.
3: Yeah. So, uh, how do you know Tom and Cindy?
11: Oh, well, Tom and I went to college together. Uh, You?
3: They owe me their firstborn child. Ah,
11: That's cool.
3: I helped Cindy out with a thing, so...
11: Oh, awesome. So what are you going to do with it?
3: I don't know. Probably eat it. Mm. It's this new diet I'm on. I'm only supposed to eat children.
11: Right, yeah, I've heard of that. The South Witch Diet. Does that really work?
3: It's just hard to maintain, especially if you live in a house made of candy. Sure. I mean if it's there.
11: Right, you'll eat it.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I cackle when I get nervous.
11: Do I make you nervous?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
11: it's a lovely cackle. Thank you. Bet it, bet everyone tells you that. Well it's a stupid thing to say. No, it was I noticed you caught the bouquet. Mm, yeah.
3: funny, hmm. Someone like me.
11: Oh, come on. Hunched over old crone like you. Bet you do pretty well for <laughs> I yourself. Do all right. Even without
3: I love do potions. All right.
11: You know, there can't be much you can eat at the buffet, and uh, I got a couple kids living in my apartment building. Uh, if you'd like, we could. I'd uh, love to. Really?
3: Yes. Just let me go to the coat check and get my broom.
11: Why? You've already swept me off my feet. <laughs> I'm sure we're all familiar with the story of the tortoise and the hare, but I'll tell it to you anyways, um, as we get our props for the podcast. Uh, Some hilarious visuals going on here. Uh, There was a tortoise and the hare, they started arguing about which one was faster, so then they decided to have a race to settle the matter. So the swift but overconfident hare decided to take a nap during the middle of the race, at which point the uh, slow but steady tortoise passed him by and won. So this is where it's always ended, but we thought we'd show you where they are now. Bring, 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 bring! Laporte family, hollow leap is European speaking. Hey, hare! Hey, tortoise! What's
3: up, loser?
11: Not much, just heading out the door, so,
3: um... How's the wife?
11: She's good, Tortoise, thanks for asking.
3: She sure was good last night!
11: Good one, Tortoise, didn't see that one coming at all. I'm actually gonna go meet her now, so,
3: um... Hey, Hare?
11: Uh, yeah, Tortoise?
3: Um, remember when I beat you in that race?
11: Uh, yes, I remember when you beat me in that race. What yeah, about it?
3: That must have been really embarrassing, embarrassing for, me? Yes, for you. Yes, it was embarrassing
11: for me. But that was many years ago. I'm yeah. a new hair now. I've got a wife, kids, lots of kids. Any actually.
3: of those kids look it like, look like me. you? No.
7: Yeah.
11: No, that's genetically impossible. But yeah. uh, I appreciate the insult nonetheless. <laughs> um, what I was trying to say was that I learned an important lesson that day. Oh, beat
3: slow me that. and steady, right here.
11: Yeah, slow and steady, or don't take a nap there in the middle of a race. Yeah. One of those two.
3: <laughs> Your mom sure liked it. Your mom liked it slow and steady last and night. Steady <laughs> last,
11: last night. night. Wow, you had my wife and my mom last night. That's amazing. I I just admire your stamina, Tortoise. Slow
3: and steady hair.
11: Right. Well, did you call for any particular reason? You just sort of want to taunt me in general?
3: Nope. Just called to taunt you. Okay.
11: Well, uh, I don't want to listen to it anymore, so I'm going to get off the phone.
3: There was one thing I wanted to tell you.
11: You had something you wanted to tell me? Yeah. You're sure it's not more trash talk? No.
3: All
11: right. I'll bite. What did you want to tell me, Tortoise?
3: Well... Now yeah, we've covered this. Wins low and steady, the race. Wins the race. Kind of in a hurry. Fast and furious. Fast and furious. In your face.
11: Well, it was great catching up with you, tortoise.
7: <laughs>
11: Have a happy holiday. So You, br- you brought I h- your phone. I highly recommend
3: putting your phone in your backpack when you're your on stage. With your alarm for your yeah. birth control pill. Yeah.
11: <laughs> Would you like to take the pill
3: now? No, it's okay. I'll wait. I'll okay. wait.
11: All right. Uh, Would you like
3: to take yours? <laughs>
11: <laughs> wow. I don't even know what that means, but no, I, I feel I. emasculated But I burned you. You're, you <laughs> you were, burned me. You, you were burned know. now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, normally we like to work pretty clean in our act. Except for that. Except for that, yeah. Uh, We try not to use a lot of crude humor or swears, Mm -hmm. um, but we've learned that in order to be competitive in today's comedy market, we have to start working blue, as the kids say. So with that in mind... um, We've prepared the following dirty scene for your enjoyment.
3: We hope you're proud of yourselves. (laughs) Hey there, stranger. Feeling naughty? Then pick up the phone and call the number on the screen. Hurry up. I'm waiting to make your fantasies come true. Bring, 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 bring. Hello? Uh, hello? Hello! Hello? Hello, fantasy makers.
11: Oh, uh, okay. Um, what are you wearing?
3: A blue house coat and slippers.
11: I'm sorry, how old are you, ma'am?
3: I'm 82 years sexy.
11: (laughs) Ah, I see. Now, Uh, I
3: know I might not sound like the young lady from the commercial, but I think if you give an old woman a chance, you may be surprised.
11: I'm sure I would. There
3: are a lot of advantages to being with an older woman, vaginal dryness aside, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't use phrases like vaginal dryness. But you see, it's my first day. I have to work here so I can afford my pills.
11: You don't have family who can help?
3: Oh, I do, but they have their own lives. I'd hate to be a burden. Besides, it makes me feel so good to be able to take care of myself, even if it means having to eat dog food.
11: You eat dog food?
3: Only the stuff in the cans. I can't chew the crunchy stuff.
11: That's horrible.
3: Oh, no, I quite like the lamb and rice. But listen to me, (laughs) going on and on about how good dog food tastes when you're paying two dollars every single minute just to have your fantasies fulfilled. You know,
11: it's okay, I'm not really in a fantasy-fulfilling mood anymore, Oh, come on,
3: tell me what you'd like to do to me. Just don't use any curses or ask me to do anything a good Christian wouldn't do. (laughs)
11: Ah, uh, you know, no offense, ma'am. I just prefer to have someone closer to my own age. Oh. You know, it's not you. Of
3: course you would. Me. Well, why would a nice young man like you be interested in a silly old woman like me? You should have seen me when I was younger, though. I was quite the looker. I'm the sure. boys used to fight over me.
11: I'm sure they did, ma'am.
3: When you're young and beautiful, you think you'll stay that way forever. Then you wake up one morning and you're old.
11: Oh. Uh, no, don't cry. <laughs> oh. No, come on, don't talk like that. Look, maybe if we just pretended you were younger, we could. You don't have to humor a silly old woman. No, 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 really, I want to do this. Let's pretend it's 1941, okay? You're that girl you used to be. Tell me what you're wearing now. All
3: right, a a white calico dress? A white dress is great, that's a great start. My mother made it for me.
11: You're innocent, sheltered, go with that. All
3: right, uh, you've taken me to the World's Fair in New York City.
11: A public place, that's cool, okay.
3: Uh, we're on the Ferris wheel.
11: We're alone now. Oh, the lights are so pretty. It's romantic.
3: Oh, look, they've launched the dirigible.
11: <laughs> the dirigible is like a blimp, right?
3: Oh, it's so big.
11: <laughs> yeah, it is big, isn't it?
3: I've never seen anything like it.
11: You want to go for a ride on it?
3: Oh, I've never ridden on anything that big before.
11: Don't be scared.
3: It's been a lovely evening. I'm
11: kissing your neck now. You should
3: probably take me home. And my hand on your thigh. And let's not ruin it by getting fresh. Who's getting
11: fresh? I'm just hiking up your pretty calico
3: dress. Your what?
11: Pulling down your
3: wet panties.
11: Whoa, really? no, 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 it's I'm not that type of thing. i I'm you in the ma'am. face. How dare I'm you, Charlie Goodman, we take me up on the, the Ferris wheel when there's nowhere to run and,
3: and put your th- hands th- on my dress? Wait,
11: wait, I'm sorry. Did you just call me Charlie Goodman?
3: Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, young because man. You see, Charlie, Charlie Goodman, Goodman was my, my grandfather's name.
11: name.
7: Grandma
3: (laughs) What a nice surprise. Did you get to finish, dear?
11: (laughs) I have to go now, Grandma.
3: Make sure you call on the home line next time. It's much less expensive.
11: <laughs> I'll see you at Christmas.
3: Such a good boy. We're Dionne Devine. Thank, Thank you very much.
2: Oh, Gabe. Gabe made a really great, uh, uh, hilarious ghost movie called The Selling. Is that available yet? Okay. Selling the, <laughs> the selling the movie the dot co- the dot com. <laughs> it's the selling the movie that the cam. I don't know how words work. Oh, um, well, you're just passing, you're just passing beers back to your friend. And you're not even, you're not even aware that I'm talking about you. That's how little awareness you have of what's going on around you, as you're walking back in that plaid shirt. Still no. <laughs> not registering at all. Near the bathroom with the blonde hair and the beard. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. What'd I miss? You! You missed you! Uh,
7: uh,
2: Your next performer. I fucking love this guy. We were... I was doing a bunch of shows in Atlanta at this place called Laughing Skull, which is a really cool intimate club in Atlanta. But then there's this after... After show, this late night show where some crazy guy—not crazy guy—just a guy. Is what he did was crazy. He basically squatted on this old abandoned church for a while until they were. I guess the city was like, "All right, just have it." So this guy bought this church and he's turned all the different parts of the church into performance spaces. And we did uh, a show that started at like one o'clock in the morning, and there were you know uh, probably like forty or fifty people there. And he fucking destroyed. It was so amazing to watch. Uh, you will absolutely love him if you don't already know who he is, but you probably do. Ladies and gentlemen, Rory
7: Scovel!
12: Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. It's really uh, It's an honor to be here. It's great to be here. I love it here. I uh, love being here. All the people listening on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Whatever it is you're doing right now, you're probably doing something. You know, you're listening. You're going, "Oh, look, it's he's talking about me." You know, you're probably sitting at work, killing time, listening to a podcast to kill time. Maybe you should question what you do with your life. If that's <laughs> something to think about. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're like, "I hate my job," but I, at least I have the audio to. Get me through it. Stop working at that place, okay? You're feeding the 1%. I try to make it super political. I'm trying to find new, new people to be interested in. Been looking at this poster all night. Uh, now, here's the thing Does she have four legs, or did someone get stuck in her vag? <laughs> Or did she kind of have a baby 20 years ago? She kind of had one. Can't stop looking at it. Immediately I'm like, what is that? Can you fuck her? Can you fuck that alien? Oh! Anybody at that level of horny where you look at something absurd like that and you're like,
7: ah!
12: I Fuck it! I really would! I would! Yes, four legs, but what a rack! <laughs> Ugh, doggy style is very difficult. Very, very difficult. Everybody on the pod, What's he, what is he talking about? Quit your job! Quit your goddamn job! Quit your goddamn job. This is 3D for anybody. Anybody listening on the podcast, it's now become 3D audio. Don't act like it hasn't. Let's not sit here and act like it hasn't. Oh, God. I was driving here tonight, and you know they tell you like you can't text and drive, but you know what you can do and drive? You can write a handwritten letter to a friend. (laughs) No one says you can't do that. Get pulled over writing a handwritten letter with a feather pen and ink (laughs) in nice calligraphy, like really good calligraphy. Oh, I I wasn't texting. I was drafting a letter (laughs) To a friend in the hospital. Well, not a friend. I would never be friends with people in hospitals, but once you're in the hospital, <laughs> okay. Friendship over. No one ever goes that no one ever goes that dark. You know what I mean? No one ever and that's sort of my niche. That's sort of my niche. The only comic that has a niche, and uh that's kind of my niche. My niche uh, is that uh is that how do you say it? How do you say it? How do you say it? Niche. Do it again. Niche. <laughs> Everyone listening right now just went, why did they applaud that?
7: <laughs>
12: <laughs> that was a strange thing to applaud.
7: <laughs> oh, they said it
12: right. That's, we all applauded that. Well, we're just spitballing, just stuff off the top of my head. Uh. Uh, what else is just randomly gonna pop into my brain? Uh. Whenever I'm down on my luck, I listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Thugs, thugs. <laughs> okay. You know what makes you not a thug? Singing harmoniously with your friends. Yeah. Yes. You're right to clap, because that joke probably was and should have been written 15 years ago. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. Why, Bob? Why? You ever listen to a tambourine just by itself? Is anyone else with him, or is he just playing the tambourine? Hey you, I'd love to hear a song. Do you want to know what it sounds like? Ching, 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 only. I wish the pitches changed, they can't. It's a goddamn tambourine. I'm not sleepy, go to bed, go to bed. Who is out on the street? Oh, I just have a tambourine in a jar, give me money. Ching, 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 tong, ching. Yeah, right then it became a little Chinese. Right then, for a second it was Chinese tambourine. And you're pissed because I can do Chinese tambourine. If you're listening to the podcast, one of the posters fell. One of the posters fell. It distracted all the non-laughers. There's no way they didn't laugh at that joke. They clearly were distracted and didn't hear it. There's no, that's solid. That's solid goddamn joke writing right there. Tambourine man, we've all heard it. You know, I'm getting in and I'm getting in going, what's relatable, you know? What's relatable and real old? And not even necessary to talk about? That's the comedy that I do, okay? Oh, what's gonna happen in 2012? Yeah, it's we're all dead. We're dead. We're dying as people. Am I trying to save us? Yes! Tambourines, that's where I start. Bone thugs and harmony get off your high horse, all right? Get off it. If you're listening on your, uh, your headphones right now or if you're in your, your stupid car and you're listening, just uh, picture a cu- cute puppy. Picture a real cute puppy. Real cute puppy. <laughs> Cutest puppy you've ever seen in your life. It's in your hands. Oh, don't get away. Come back. It's, it tried to get away because it doesn't think you're cute. That's why. Picture it, but it's in your hands. Now picture it with spider legs.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
12: Yeah. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> Happened to me. I was in another country where their dogs have spider legs. We really got it good here, you know? A lot of people say, hey, don't go through it, that park at midnight. That's where the gays are having sex. Want to know where the gays are? They're in that park over there having sex at midnight. We've all, a lot of us maybe aren't from here. Maybe you are. I don't know. We all come from a place where there's always that one park where everyone's like, stay out of that park at night. That's where the gays fuck. That's where the gays are fucking. One, they're probably homeless. (laughs) Gay people can fuck in their houses. They don't have, oh, I have to go to a park. No, they don't. Two, if I'm in a park at midnight, guess who's probably trying to fuck a dude? (laughs) Me. Get your warnings out of here, society. I'm trying to get my dick sucked. If you play croquet, you're probably racist. That's an old tweet that wasn't funny then. It's not funny now. You know? But you you know, you throw it out there, you see who likes it. <laughs> I'm gonna do two more things. One of them is a secret that it's weird to share, but I think every guy in here, whether you laugh or admit it or whatever, you know it's true, and I think think you know it's fucking true. (laughs) My biggest fear is that someone's gonna walk into a bathroom, into a stall when I'm in there, (laughs) wiping my ass. (laughs) And not because I just took a shit, but because I took one 20 minutes ago <laughs> and something wasn't fixed. And they're just gonna walk in and I'm standing upright with my clothes pretty much on, just,
7: oh hey!
12: Now I got some mess back there! Now I still have some mess happening! I was in Tampa Bay, Florida not too long ago and uh, some friends wanted to go to a strip club, said I don't really want to go. Not my thing, not into it. They said, well, at this one, you're allowed to touch the girls while they dance on you. And I said, then yeah,
7: let's go. <laughs>
12: yeah, that's great. Why don't you say that right out of the gate? Why don't you come up and just be like, hey, I know of a room we can go to where we're going to touch girls while they dance on us. I would immediately have been like, do you mean a strip club? But just to be clear, it doesn't have to be a strip club. <laughs> if it is just a room in a shack in the woods, I'm in.
7: It was awesome.
12: It was great. We went. A lot of booby touching, boob touches. You know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't fucking, what? No. <laughs> yeah, boob. Someone's going, you can touch my boobs? You're like, all right, I'll do that. I paid to get in. Hell, I should get something. You've justified weird things in your head. I should get to. It's ten bucks to get in here. I should get to ruin her dignity. Some of you are like, oh, did you touch those girls in their downstairs area? No, I didn't. Because I respect women. And also, it was one of the rules. Can't. I weren't supposed to. A lot of fun, shitty part is when I'm in another city, if people are ever like, hey, let's go to strip club. I always gotta chime in as the creepy dude, he's like, hey, do you know if we're allowed to touch the ground?" <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> Thanks, you guys are great, thank you.
7: <laughs> Rory Scoble!
2: your bathroom trip, Mr. Blonde Beardsworth. Now, oh, I didn't need to know the
7: details.
2: (laughs) Just want to know if it was okay. A simple value judgment would have been fine. Uh, See what I did there? Your next uh, comedian is... uh, it's a guy that I met, uh, I feel like one of the first times I ever did SF Sketch Fest up in San Francisco. I met him up in the Bay Area. Uh, phenomenal comic. Also has a really great 8-bit music podcast called The Legacy Music Hour. Uh, super sweet guy. I've done a million shows with him, and I fucking love watching him every single time. It's Brent Weinbach! <laughs>
1: Whenever I used to substitute teach high school in Oakland, California, and I used to do that for a living, I would oftentimes come across the phrase
4: "Heyona, Heyona." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Heyona, Heyona. The following is an example of when I might have found this phrase used. <laughs> oh, Mr. Wamba, can I go to my locker real quick?
4: on <laughs> Heyona. Hey
1: Now, go back to your seat.
7: <laughs>
1: Substitute teaching high school in Oakland, I got abused by the students on a daily basis. I got yelled at, I got things thrown at me. Sometimes, students criticize my pants for being worn too tightly. Ah, uh, look at little tight-ass pants he got on.
6: Sup, Mr. Pants? <laughs> Mr.
12: Pants, wop 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 wop. But your pants
1: doing too much. It looked like you wear your little brother's pants. Motherfucker wearing hand me ups and schnip. You feel me? But your pants so tight, you fucking up my sperm count. Oh, yeah? Your pants are so baggy, it looks like you have a really big, curvy penis. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the office. And so, to avoid ridicule and blend in more with the students... Instead of wearing tight pants to school, I then wore cut-off jean shorts.
7: (laughs) Does
1: anyone here speak Chinese? Any Chinese speakers in the house tonight? No? Once I went out on a date with a Chinese woman to a Chinese restaurant. And so, to impress my date, I learned some Cantonese so that I could order in her native tongue. The waitress came up to us and said, Hi guys, can I take your order? And I said, Give me pork bun,
4: I need pork bun, please. (laughs) Steve cut me off, I got nobody, no me gusta, give me pork bun, nah, nah.
7: (laughs)
1: And my date said, What the hell? Where did you learn how to speak Chinese so well? I learned from the streets. And now I would like to present the Russian... Alphabet. A asshole. Fuck you motherfucker. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. B bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Get the fuck out my house motherfucker. C. Cocksucker motherfucker. Get the fuck out my house motherfucker. D do it. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. E. E. right now. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. Hey, fuck you, get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. G, get out! Get the fuck out of my house, motherfucker. H, house, it's mine. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker! <laughs> I, I'm serious, get the fuck out of my house, motherfucker! <laughs> J, joking, no, I'm not joking. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker! K, kick her ass, dude, get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. L, look. Fuck you, get the fuck out of my house, motherfucker! And McDonald's, fine, go there. I don't give shit, just get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. N, now, do it now, get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. O, alright, get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. P, please. Just get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. Q, quench understand? get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. R. Get the fuck out my house. S. <laughs> hey, still here, no shit. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. <laughs> T. The fuck out my house. Get. <laughs> U. Arrr, just get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. <laughs> v. Fuck you. Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. <laughs> w. What did I just say? Get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. X. Exit the house. Get the fuck out the house. <laughs> Why? Why? Because fuck you, get the fuck out my house, motherfucker. Z. Zebra. <laughs> I would just like to apologize. I don't like to use curse words on stage or off stage. But I use curse words in that last piece to maintain the integrity and accuracy of that character. <laughs> so it was in the name of integrity. This is how I say penis in Portuguese. Painas. É a coisa mais linda, obrigado, paenas." <laughs> this is how I say penis in French. Le <laughs> pin. This is how I say vagina in French. J'avais la crème de la pousse. <laughs> this is how I say penis in Spanish, piñatas. <laughs> this is how I say penis in German, Pina schnitzel
7: <laughs>
1: This is how I say penis in Russian, rollerblades. <laughs> This is I say penis in 1980s rap music. Yo, word up to your mother. Penis. <laughs> this is I say penis in Super Mario Brothers. Penis, penis, penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is I say vagina in Mortal Kombat. Pussy. <laughs> This is how I say penis in wine country. Pinot. This is how I say black penis in wine country. Pinot noir. And finally, this is how I say penis in butthole. Couscous. I wanted to close with something visual so that the listeners don't get something that you got. How do you feel about that? (laughs) My name is is Brent Weinbach. Thank you for listening. Good night.
2: Brent Weinbach, the Legacy Music Hour. You guys have been fantastic. We are at your final comic of the evening. Um, Thank you for coming out, by the way, and for waiting in line and buying tickets in advance and sticking around. No, that's a chick. (laughs) Do that shit again. (whistles) Jesus. (sighs) I can't, it fucking makes me so mad. That, I can't do that, and I can't see those stereogram
7: prints
2: (laughs) where people are like, just relax your eyes. Like, I'm doing it! I can't relax them anymore! I don't have that muscle control! I don't see the Statue of Liberty in the boat coming out of the thing. Uh, Anyway, Friends is a great show. Other 90s references. (laughs) Oh, what's that Ross and Rachel up to this week? Oh, Joey. Uh, Won't you ever get a part? Um, All right, so... (laughs) Your uh, your final comic of the evening is uh, is awesome. He came out from Denver to do this show. I met him. Uh, he performed. We performed together at the comedy um, at the comedy uh, zone. Zone. What is it? Comedy Works. I almost said Comedy Cellar, which is New York. The comedy uh, Works in Denver is fucking awesome. It's downtown, and it literally is like a cellar. And the room is really long, and you look at the room, and you go, this shouldn't be a good room for comedy, and it's fucking amazing. So if you're in Denver, uh, check out the Comedy Works. That's where I met this guy. He's amazing. It's Adam Caton Holland!
0: <laughs> Give it a go on for Chris Hardbrook for putting this whole night together, everyone, huh? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Hanging in there? Cool. I am very excited to be here in Los Angeles, uh, home of the free AIDS test. Always nice to be here. Everywhere you drive in the city, just billboards inundating with you. Like, you should get tested like three weeks ago. You have AIDS. What are you doing? It's free. So what's going on here? And then every pharmacy you go to advertises whooping cough vaccines. You know you're in one of the world's foremost cities when you have to simultaneously battle plagues from two different centuries. It's like I should probably get tested off that sketchy woman I took down a couple of weeks ago, but I also seem to have contracted something from those Navajo Indians I was trading with. Oh, you should get to Los Angeles. Was it Coco Pelli? It's probably Coco Pelli. Carries the W C in that sack of his. I just finished a long run of shows through New England, so I'm just excited to be anywhere where I have coffee options besides Dunkin' Fucking Donuts. Oh, my God. They lose their mind for Dunkin' Donuts coffee in New England. Have any of you had it? It tastes like a cup of adult-onset diabetes. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like, hey, man, can I get a cup of coffee? Sort of. We melted a Snickers bar and put caffeine in it. But Massachusetts seems to love him, gets it fighting mad. Go, socks! <laughs> and they defend it. to like, America runs on Duncan, guy. Cause that's how they talk out there. Hey, guy face. <laughs> hey, Chief Balk, can I call you boss guy? <laughs> America runs on Duncan. Yeah, America also runs a 47 minute mile, so maybe we should <laughs> investigate alternative fuel sources. Try running America on kale for a little bit. (laughs) So we can slim that shit down. America runs on Duncan. So stupid. It's a terrible slogan. Matched only by Wendy's slogan, which they had for years. It's way better than fast food. It's Wendy's. (laughs) Really? That's like saying it's way better than cancer, it's testicular cancer. (laughs) Not buying that shit, Wendy's. I am a big fan of UPS's slogan, though. UPS's slogan is, uh, what can brown do for you? <laughs> Every time I hear that, I just want to yell out, sue the board of education! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Clap it out. Not afraid to get Thurgood Marshall on that ass. Which is the creepiest thing you can say in bed. Don't do it. (laughs) Justice will be served Desegregating this bedroom tonight. (laughs) Creepy. Best ad I've ever heard happens uh, in my hometown of Denver, Colorado during the baseball games. you got to tune in on the radio if you're ever there. In the middle of the game, bottom of the fifth, to be precise, this announcer comes on this commercial and he just goes, we've reached the bottom of the fifth. If you've reached the bottom of your fifth, head to Applejack Liquors. (laughs) Which is fucking brilliant. Like Don Draper wrote that ad. That is gold. Just gold. Because think of the subtext going on there. It's like, hey, it's been 70 minutes, and you put down a half gallon of vodka. Why don't you get in the car and drive, hero? We got deals for days. Due to previous contractual obligations with the MLB network, this game's been blacked out in your area. If you're blacked out in your area, head to the Taco Bell drive-thru. Get a stranger pregnant. Who gives a shit? Your trash act like it. (laughs) Somebody needs to oil that wheel. comedy is a strange racket, you guys. It's very odd. And whenever you meet someone and you tell them you're a comedian, they never have any idea how to respond. I met a girl once at a bar. I told her I was a stand-up comic. And she goes, oh my god, how do you do that? How do you get in front of a room full of strangers and try to make them laugh? Is it like you're Sasha Fierce when you're up there? And I was like, what the fuck is Sasha Fierce? And she very patiently explained to me She's like, well, most of the time, she performs as Beyonce. But when she really wants to lose her fucking mind up there, she performs as her alter ego, Sasha Fierce. It's like, oh, my God. That is exactly what it's like up there. You get it. Finally. So I asked her, I was like, well, what do you do for a living? She's like, oh, I'm a hairdresser. I work at a salon. I was like, oh, my God, how do you do that? How do you put someone in a chair and cut their hair? What if you mess up? They'll be so angry. Is it like your Ziggy Stardust when you're back there? (laughs) She was like, who's Ziggy Stardust? And I was like, he's the reason why that guy that owns your salon is gay. I think you guys are trying so hard for the Rudy clap. They're like, come on, everybody, Rudy, Rudy. No, okay, next joke, we'll try again. (laughs) Appreciate you guys in the back. Oh, man. Uh, My dad's Jewish and my mom is some sort of Christian. Not the molestery, but the sings a lot ones, I think. (laughs) Like less Penn State, more up with people, that type of Christian. (laughs) And Jared was talking about this earlier and I remember when I learned that Judaism is a trait inherited from the mom's side so technically if your mom's not Jewish then you're not Jewish so like the little snot that I am I went up to my dad and I was like hey dad guess what Judaism comes down from the mom so mom's not a Jew I'm not a Jew you're the only Jew in the family <laughs> and I'll never forget what my dad said to me as long as I live I'll never forget he just looked at me and he goes yeah but they'd have put you on the train oh! <laughs> All right. I am a Jew now. I am a Jew now. Thank you, Dad. Damn. John Holland, pulling no punches. I have a purebred Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Her name is Annabelle Lee. If anybody gets that literary reference, talk to me about it after the show, we'll bond over not getting laid in high school. <laughs> I recently took Annabelle Lee to Puppy Kindergarten, which took place on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m., which apparently exists. (laughs) So it's a bunch of 30-something yuppie couples and me hungover with my she-bitch, right? Trying to get through it the best I can. Here's how the instructor started out the class. He's like, hey, everybody, welcome to Puppy Kindergarten. Today we're going to start out with the come command. And instantly I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Hey, get a load of this one, everyone, huh? I look around the room like no one else is laughing. I'm a fucking child. I'm a child.
7: It's
0: like Game Face, dude, just power through this. But she kept killing me. She's like, guys, this is really important. Before we start, I want to lay some ground rules. Never use cum as a punishment. <laughs> like,
7: I've
0: been doing it wrong my whole life. I only use... Game face, you're five years old. <laughs> but the last one really got me. She's like, guys, we're going to start it easy today. We're going to start it with six-foot cums. <laughs> I was like, that's easy? I think I'm in the wrong class. I got two feet once, but that's just because I sneezed. I fucking hate puppy kindergarten. It's hard. I'll get out of here on this one because it's, it's been a long, fun night. I've been thinking uh, a lot about this lately and I've decided that I definitely want to have an open casket funeral, for sure. But I want to make a few alterations to my casket. I want my head to stick out the top of it and I want my legs to stick out the bottom and I want everybody to walk by and once they have affirmed that I am in fact in one piece... They'll close the coffin, and then this creepy magician will just come out of the woods. Just look at everybody, be like, hello, hello. And he'll just start sawing the coffin in half. <laughs> then he'll be like, abracadabra, ta-da. And he opens it, and he's just actually sawed my body in half. <laughs> like, my torso falls out, and my little spindly legs are on the ground. Everyone's like, oh, my God, freaking out. And then he just looks at everybody, and he goes, he always hated magic. <laughs> he just walks back off into the woods. Hey, Meltdown Theater, you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming out tonight.
7: Adam Caden Holland.
2: (laughs) Guys, we did it! Another third Sand of comedy special. Please have a big hand for everyone you saw tonight. Pete Holmes. Jim Hamilton. Matthew Myra. Rory Scoble, Brent Weinbach, and Mr. Adam Caden Holland, thank you so much for coming out to Meltdown tonight. Hugs! Hey, enjoy your burrito. Yay!
6: That's a thing! Good night!
0: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
7: Thank <laughs> you.